Monaco Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wise. Unfortunately, we have to start today's show with uh, some breaking news. Oh! Uh, Oilers tweeted two minutes ago that Andre Sakara will be out six to nine months with a torn ACL. Whoa. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a lot of long time. That's a long, long that time. Is That's December, January. 2018, I yes, think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Damn. So that's that very bad. That sucks. That, that does suck. And I can't imagine. I mean, this is looking very far down the road, but I can't imagine he comes back and looks you know, even at 80% of himself by the end of the season. So you're probably looking at getting Andre Sakara back, back 2018, 2019 season. That's rough. That's pretty bad. Or there's going to want some help on the back end. Yeah. And there's already talk about that, but Hey, we'll get to it. Hey, all the more reason to re-sign Chris Russell. Absolutely. Hey, Chris Russell literally just printed himself some cash. Yeah, three, three million, three, four, four, four million I over think. five years. Oh, there you go. The there Leafs almost go. gave him that last summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, Steve was on breakfast television this morning. That's right. I wasn't. Steve was I don't there. know how you do it. I don't know how. What do you mean? Because I feel like that was yesterday. It does feel like a different day, doesn't it? I got up eight hours ago. How do you do that? That's dumb. Anybody Stop that gets that. up early in the morning can can attest to this. If you're an yeah. early morning, even an overnight person, if you work from like midnight to, to 8 a.m., I've done the midnight shifts too in radio. I've done that, yeah. It feels like it's a different day by noon. Yeah. It feels a completely different. Like, I feel like every day is two days. I remember driving home on the Gardner at like one in the afternoon just going, this is dumb. <laughs> this is, what am I doing? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's also nice you get to go home and nap. What'd you do in the meantime? What do you mean? In between 9 a.m. and noon. Drove all the way back. Yeah. Oh, Across today, the many borders back. to Ottawa. I had, did you really? I had an appointment. I had to. Oh, I told him, like, you oh, can come God. over and sleep. And no. he was like, no, 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 because I was on Otherwise, VT. I would have. Oh. I would have gladly watched you play video games with your little headset. I was on, uh, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't on VT this morning. Uh, but what I did notice from Steve's appearance was not only was he looking handsome, and you got a nice linen shirt on now. I think it looks great. It's the same shirt. Nice blue shirt. It's good. Summer um, colors. The other thing, I Jesse, is that Steve missed a reunion. You did? Yeah. A high school he missed reunion? A re- he missed a reunion because I have a buddy, M, right? Okay. Oh. I have a buddy, M. Yeah, you do. You missed a reunion with a buddy, M. But it's your buddy, M. Double M, I would say. D- Mark know? Madden. Mark Messier will be on the show tomorrow. Ah! <laughs> and you missed Actually, your reunion. Actually, you know what? I did hear that. I did hear that. And under my breath, I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> what's, he, what's he promoting? Some more chips? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no what idea. What corporate thing will he open Did up? Did he sign on with Ruffles? I have no idea, guys. Hey, remember, he works Shut with Rodgers, just like we do. And Connor McDavid. Y- yeah, you so, bet. So, you yeah. know. Yeah, Connor McDavid, TM. That's right. Connor McDavid really is like, uh, it won't be long before he's selling Did you see everything. That, you see that email that Mark Messier sent out? Uh, Steve Harvey, I'm sorry. That was, that was <laughs> Steve Harvey sent out that email. My bad. My bad. Wow. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Wow. What? 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 He was Adam. This tea is delicious. That is one of the top five scores in NHL history. Mm-hmm. And I said top five because I don't remember exactly where, but he's there. I think he's second, isn't he? Mm, maybe. I'm pretty sure he's second. I I'm pretty sure he's feel second. Like that guys. might be Gordy Howe. In overall points. Or wait, oh, did, no. did Yager take that over yet? I don't know. I thought Messier was second overall. No. I mean, he might have been. 
At check it. some Just point in our lives. No, Messier is way down the list. Oh, what? It's, it's Gretz. Oh, this is goals. No, God points. How points. dare you? Ugh, this is important. It's okay. Go to NHL.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take 20 minutes. <laughs> Gretzky, Yager, Messier. How? So Yager just passed yeah, in there. Yeah, you're right, My you're information's right. just a little out of date. I was thinking um, goals. That would, I think that would have been fantastic. I also want to throw this weird factoid at you before we actually get into the Penn's uh, Sens game last night. By the way, Penn's Sens. Perfect matchup for rolling off your tongue. Ends. Ends. Yeah. This, this ends game. Uh, 40-year-old Matt Cullen is the only player left in the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs that has played for all four remaining teams. I saw that. How wild is that? That's It's Adam Wild is what it's, it is. There is a picture of him in the tweet that originally says this that has the NHL 2000. Remember it had the 2000 thing and it had NHL in the zeros? And he's in the purple and green Ducks jersey. Whoa. I know. Whoa. He Now, we've talked about a concept a number of times on the show, originally brought to my attention by Justin Bourne. It's like the the all the all nobody team. Like who Jack of all trades. What NHL nobody had the best career. And like like I think I think one of the examples brought up was Andreas Dackel. Nobody played over a thousand games. Radic Dvorak? Oh yeah. Close to a nobody. What about Radic Bonk? Radic kind Bonk? of a nobody. A little bit of a nobody and like I'm not trying to say it in so- Competent bum. That's it. You can't win a Stanley Cup without a few competent bums. And Pittsburgh did it last year with a Matt Cullen. Is he a little bit better than a competent bum? I mean, I, I, he might be the best competent bum all time. You he can might be. be king of the competent bums. That's still something to be proud of. Listen, if you've played that many years, if you were playing in 2000 and you're still playing now, accomplishment. What is Matt you, Cullen's career high in points? Uh, let's look that up. I want to um, know that. Is it higher than Jonathan Taves? <laughs> it probably would be. Probably I, not. Um, his career to- totals are 248 goals, 441 assists, 689 points in 1,366 NHL games. 1,300 games! And he's Matt Cullen. He played his first game for the Anaheim uh, Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. In t- 1997-1998. Wow. And he played 61 games for them that year. That would have been... That's 20 years ago. Joe, well, Th- well, Joe Thornton's almost. rookie season, I think. Career high is 49 points. He did it <laughs> two times. Wow. Last, uh, most recent time was 2008 with the Hurricanes. <laughs> but he had five 40-point seasons in a row. <laughs> hey! That's not... Hey! I mean... Listen, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. He's got to be probably top 50 in terms of games played. He has to be. Yeah, I would think 1300? so. 1,300? Like, how Jerome McGinley just hit 1,300. How many, no points, sorry. How many 25-goal seasons does Nazem Kadri have? One. Two? Is it one or two? Because the lockout shortened one, he definitely would have, but he, it was lockout So that doesn't shortened. count. Well, he's got at least one. one. I'm going to say two. He has one. Yeah, it's oh. this year. The same number. As Matt Kelly. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's true. One time twenty five goal scorer Matt Cullen. <laughs> Had Matt Cullen been on the Leafs, he probably would have been in the top one hundred. Now <laughs> does scoring twenty five goals or more take you out of competent bum territory, even if it's only mm-hmm. once. Well he did it more than once. How many no. times did Bates Didn't Battaglia? He? Oh no, do he it? did it once. He did it once. Oh, you're right there one time. <laughs> yeah. Is That's Matt Cullen <laughs> Bates <Yeah>. Battaglia? <laughs> 
He might be because he got he got 22 goals once. And I was looking at his Italy numbers. His Italy numbers during the lockout were just disgusting. Oh, wow. 36 games, 27 goals, 33 assists. Not bad. Just taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm not I making love, fun of Matt Collins. Can I we make this clear? when NHL players... No, 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 no. I'm I'm fully supporting Matt Cullen. Team Matt Cullen right here. It's it's like I want PK to win the cup, Matt Cullen again, end of list. <laughs> I think we're done did here. Did he win a cup though? That's what that, okay, so Yeah, last year. Oh, he did, on, yeah. On and West. and maybe the was it the 0506 Hurricanes that won? Um yes. Yeah. So he won with them too. It might say I think it should say at the bottom of his page. No, it doesn't. No, it not on hockey DB. Stupid hockey DB. I don't even remember what it was. That's pretty say. cool. I mean, the the fact that and that season was by far his best season. 25 goals, 24 assists, 49 points, and 18 points in the playoffs. Hey. It's nothing to sneeze at. No, I think I think he's outside of competent bomb territory. But, I mean, that longevity, that's pretty impressive. I wonder if to you... To play past I, 36 I wish, at all. I wish you could know. Like, I'm, sh- I'm not sure if the NHL ever releases this. But, like, as a player, do you know how many, like, the exact number of people that buy your jersey? Because they must keep track of that. Right, because they have to. Because you get a percentage, so you know. Right. Yeah. So I would love to know Dude, how many Matt Cullen jerseys were sold over the course of the years. Like, who's a who's a third third line winger fan? Yeah. Because there are those people. Those 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 jerseys exist. You see them in every game. The heart. They're the hardcore fans that really love that one guy. It's funny. A lot of people, especially in Leafland, like to buy a jersey of someone who's not quite the star, mm-hmm. but they're either new. A fan favorite or both? That's <laughs> it, why there's a lot of Christopher Stieg jerseys walking around. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yep. true. I saw a couple of Michael Renberg jerseys. Uh, because you're too cool to get Sundin. <laughs> Everybody I'm going to get Michael Renberg. <laughs> Shut up. Get shout a Sundin. Shout out to all the people that had the Freddie Modine 19 jerseys. Mm. And the Hey, and I like this one. I appreciate this one because he was my favorite player at the time. Steve Thomas. Oh, 32. a lot of people had Stumpy. That's a fan favorite. Freddie Modine, though, you might just be a little bit difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just being difficult. All right, all right, all right. So here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> all 30 teams can't pick a star. Whose jersey do you get? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesse? let's do this for the next 30 minutes. Wait, all we got to pick one from no, no, every no, no, team? No, 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 just like one player from all 30 teams. That's what we That's- want from the listeners? No, no, yeah. Well, yeah, the listeners can, can oh, weigh yeah. in with their, I would hope if you're I'm not you're doing listening. one for every team, no, man. No, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking oh. for one player. Oh, in the entire the 30, NHL? It could be of any of the 30 teams, but Why just one player. Why did you phrase it like that? Well, I thought that was pretty clear. No. Okay, well, I apologize. <laughs> Two people are sitting here confused. No. <laughs> so it was not clear. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Okay, fair. I concede. Hmm. One player of the 30 teams. Of the 30 teams. In the NHL. In the NHL. Would have been a better way to phrase that. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair. Um, like, if you're... If you're, like, a Penguins fan, and you got, like, a, Car- a Carl Hagelin jersey, I think. Yeah, that's a good one, because he's beloved. Because you would see that and go, yeah. Like, if you're a Jackets but- fan, Felino. No, he's the captain, man. I know, like, but still, he's not like he's not their. He's he's great, but he's mm, not like their A plus. A Mark Fane jersey. Oh. No, that's now. See, now you're just being difficult. Like what? There, there's, I think there's an interesting, there's a gap between star players and fan favorites being difficult. Whatever we're talking about, uh, Boston Bruins back in the day, Johnny Boychuk. 
Too Johnny much Boston. of a fan favorite. Johnny Boston, no? Too much of a... Johnny Boston, you just said it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, okay, okay. Kevin Miller. <laughs> Anton Hudobin. Oh, boy. No, that now you're just getting obscure. Yeah, see, that's just being difficult. You're right. Right. See? See, I thought fan favorite counted. A Peter Budai jersey. Mm. No, th- you're difficult. I, mean, I think you're being know, difficult. He, <laughs> he did take them through 61 games yeah. this year. He starts for the the Kings all season, goes to Tampa, get a Budai jersey. What about Tanner Pearson? Or is he too good? I think I he's think, too good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, if you're the Islanders, like Hamannick? I think he's a little bit too good. Aaron Ness. <laughs> if you're an Islanders fan and you get an Aaron Ness jersey, anyway, pick your team, pick the player from your team that he, they have to be. They could be I'm a not fan. Calling favorite. Aaron Ness bad? No, they could be a. But I'm not calling Matt Collin bad. Competent bum territory, but they mm. can also be a fan favorite, right? Because competent yeah. bums usually are fan. I favorites. dare I say Matt Collin. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Is anybody out there own a Pittsburgh Penguins Matt, Matt Cullen, Cullen jersey send or us, Ducks Matt Cullen jersey? If you really want to get crazy, send us your jersey and we'll tell you if it's a star slash fan favorite. What we're talking wait, wait, wait. about, which we still haven't named yet, or being difficult. Now, are, are are we sure that we want to put fan favorite and star in the same category? Well, because, like, Steve Thomas wasn't a star, but it made sense that you had his jersey. Right. That made sense. He's a fan favorite. You know? <laughs> I wish I knew where that jersey roster. was. What about UC Jokinen? Oh, I like that. Close. Is that a good one? Yeah, Shootout maybe. specialist UC Jokinen. Yeah. I like that. I can live with that. Because he's got some highlights. If you're the <laughs> New York, Merrick Malik, because that <laughs> yeah. one time he scored that one goal. And we're going to replay it on every top 10 list for the rest of time. How many Tanner Glass jerseys were sold <laughs> during these playoffs? Good question. And that's just, see, that's fan favorite. I was going to say being difficult. That's fan favorite. Now, would for the Leafs, would Leo Komarov be a fan favorite? He's in Christopher Stieg territory. Like he's the cool guy fan favorite, little bit, little bit Steve Thomas. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's define these. What's our category? We got stars. We got fan favorite, but not star. Competent bum, and then you're just being difficult. So those are the four categories. Okay. Is that For what sure. it is? Because uh, I was gonna say, like, what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to name a category between, like, common, basically, like a common jersey in your fan base. You're being, you're clearly just being difficult. And unique, like or unexpected. See, no, I think I think you got to simplify. Okay, let's simplify. Okay, I'm so, making it too difficult. I, think, I was just really pleased with my Aaron. I Ness. think there's there's stars. I think you got to put fan favorite slash competent bum because I think fan favorite sort of denotes that they're not the best player on the team, but people love the way they play. Leo Kamara, right? There it is. And then you got to play. You're just being difficult, and I can't wait to see that you're just where being does, difficult. Where does a guy like Zach Hyman fall on this? That's that's a, a tough one. See, rookies get a bit of a pass, but I, that's close to just being a little bit difficult. He'll always be miming. But, and the Leafs rookies too. Like, well, I they get were just that. such a special crop. See, though, a lot of people this year were like, "Well, everyone's gonna get a Matthews jersey. I'll get Marner. No, Nylander. No. How many Connor Brown jerseys were sold because people were like, I'm different. <laughs> Poor Connor Brown. <laughs> I'm gonna get. <laughs> he's the, he's so good, and he's just completely overshadowed. I know. I know. But <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so let's move on to actually what happened instead. Of, so send us your jerseys. <laughs> put them on Reddit. Put them on Twitter. Cannot wait to see them. Tag us in them on Instagram. Um, I'm always just curious what people are doing, like in their car or on the bus when they're doing Aaron Ness. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pens win but lose two key players. 
Who are the well, two? They, oh, I forget. There was they Justin were, Schultz. Schultz and what, there was another one on the bench. And Russ. I yes. Oh, that's right, Russ. With sorry, sh- should we start with the hit? I guess we should. What do you think? Uh, clean as a whistle. Me too. Yeah, I, think so I saw too. a lot of people whining about that. The foot of hit. That is. Um, and a lot of them were Penguins fans, and I'm not even. I'm not harping on them. That's your job. Rob Rossi sure didn't like it. Oh, gives a shit. Like, I mean, it, that's his job. No, his job is to whatever. Also, happy birthday, Rob Rossi. Apparently, it's his birthday. I saw on Twitter. Uh, but Penguins fans, I mean, yeah, you should be mad when your player gets clocked. But, I mean, I think we've said something similar to this on the show before. Like, if you get lit up by Phaneuf, it's your lucky day. You're lucky that's who lit you up. Because he is almost always flippers down, just shoulders, doesn't jump into it, hits you nice and clean. Any other guy in the league would have brained you. And, I mean, rust might come back. Someone else hits you, you're not coming back. You cross those trolley tracks like that, elbows up a bit, comes up. I'm not trying to dump on the guy, but what if you just randomly teleported into Phaneuf's position? Zach Cassian, you're not coming back till next year. Yeah. You got hit by Dion Phaneuf. Corey Perry, Getzlav, any I mean, of those guys. If you don't like that hit, like really watch it numerous times. If you don't like that hit, then maybe you don't feel hockey should be a contact sport. Like, believe me, I don't think the NHL does a good job of uh, protecting its players, but that's that's beautiful. That's exactly what that's a, hit. a hockey hit is supposed to be. Yep. And one thing Phaneuf has never strayed away from over the years, you never know when it's coming either. When he was a rookie with Calgary, he was a little bit more of a madman, and you knew every game because he had get Roman Hammerlake to cover his ass. Yeah, this uh, this incarnation of Phaneuf, the Leaf one, and now the Sens one. It's every two or three months he just murders somebody, and it's always clean. Flipper down. Has he ever been suspended? Once, and I'm glad you asked because I looked it up. Um, he hit Kevin Miller of the Bruins from behind, and even that one, I look at the replay and. and he was being irresponsible, but Kevin Miller also kind of got tripped up and was in a position that I'm sure Phaneuf didn't anticipate him being in. Whatever, he got a two-game suspension. Do you Does feel anyone in life besides Kevin Miller's mother own a Kevin Miller jersey? In Boston? Yeah. That's why, remember, yeah. remember the day... Hey! Miller! <laughs> you know some guys going, hey, Miller! <laughs> Speaking of which, remember I saw the Dave Steckel jersey at, uh, yes. the Leafs Dave Steckel jersey at a Nashville-Tampa Bay game? Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's just being difficult. Yeah, or, or your family. Good, like a mother your or family. something. Yeah. It was, I think it was his, probably his dad. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I should have gone. That's pretty great. What should have asked, I yeah. should have asked. Why didn't I ask? You know when you think back to things, you're like, you know what would have been a great thing to do in that moment that I definitely didn't think about because I'm not smart enough? Here, here, do you, do you think his dad's like this? Uh, here, 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 ask me about my jersey. Hey, are you Dave Steckel? Glad you asked! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Um, okay, so, okay, hit was hit was fair. Uh, I, I mean, obviously the sideshow that everybody's talking about, and it's not the hit, is the Kessel Malkin show. Oh, uh, you know what? Shoving buddies on the bench. <laughs> that was great. I'm different, and you're different, and we're having. How issues. are we gonna get along? Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a beautiful story. Like when I saw Kessel score that, I'm like, oh, mwah, perfect. Can I just say that I said to myself in my head, and I don't, ha- I don't need anybody's validation on this because I know I did it. I'm like, watch, Phil Kessel's gonna be the one- only one that scores tonight. I didn't tweet it. I didn't ret message you guys. There's no way to prove that. 
but I knew I was like in my head I'm like there's something brewing you had there. it and it's it's like a Lennon McCartney relationship right it's like the they can't stand each other but damn they create some great stuff oh Kessel and Malkin yeah I mean I'm sure they can stand each other yeah but I, it was probably like a couple it's frustration I mean the Sens uh, the one thing they've been credited with throughout these playoffs is they frustrate their opponents great defensively I mean it's funny we we both kind of messaged each other at the same time and I think Jesse jumped in too like uh, at the second period when the second period began we were like hey this game's picking up this is a fun game you know why the game was fun because the Penguins started breaking through the Sens Mm -hmm. the Sens had no part in the fun no if there's fun going on it's not them unless it's in overtime then it's always them do you think that (laughs) the Sens over from watching the game guys do you think the Sens overly defended that's what they do right but I, I almost feel like they I mean, they had a few chances, but it didn't feel like they had enough chances. I like the criticism at the end of the game. Like, they mm-hmm, didn't really change up the style too much. If they got lucky and got one goal, different they had a game. chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're that's right. true. It was a one nothing loss. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Although, I mean, before the Kessel goal, it should have been 4 nothing Penguins. Like, yeah. the, the chances they were fanning on and firing high and all mm-hmm. that. So, uh, Crosby almost put one through Anderson's legs and it went off the side of the oh, net. Like, brutal. Well, and Crosby to Sheary, miss. Crosby to Gensel, miss. And, does that, that has got to be frustrating for Crosby. I was watch, watching him play. He just, it was just, things were just happening and it, he would catch a guy yeah. skating the wrong way, skating backwards when he should have been skating forwards mm-hmm. or whatever. And these are, the they're, sense. they're, they're, they're screwing him up. The, the Sens are screwing them all up. And and what was perfect about... So Hockey Night in Canada featured the Kessel-Malkin fight. And they didn't say anything that I wasn't thinking too, which was basically, I don't mind this. Uh, Kelly Rudy you know, said, he's like, I don't mind this. This happens on the bench. But whoa, that did get a little out of hand, didn't it? It seemed a little... You know, there's a line. It got the fire boiled over uh, that line, I thought. But... What was perfect at the end of it is you see Kessel mouth as clear as day. Move the puck. Move the puck. I believe move the fucking puck. Oh, I think it might have been the move quote, the fucking okay? puck. So let's be accurate here. Malkin's coming down the wing. Kessel's stick hits the ice in a very loud and passive-aggressive way. Let's him know he's there. The second his stick hits the ice, Malkin feeds him. Kessel takes a shot. It's blocked. Gets the rebound. Goal. It was beautiful. It and they hugged each other Malkin, after. Exactly. Malkin did what Kessel asked him to do. It led to a goal. Um, Phil Kessel, tactician and genius. <laughs> the Post-Gazette in Pittsburgh, they wrote a pretty good article about how the narrative would have been so much different if Kessel doesn't score that goal. So true. 100%. Yelling would have been a thing for the series and how Kessel can't be controlled and how he's a problem in the locker room. It already sort of started yeah. in between both periods. I'm like, uh-oh, you could see the storm brewing with what the convers- where mm-hmm. the conversation was going. It's a really good point. Yeah. And it was like, you know, Ke- like there were some things. I mean, I know... I think, and I'll, I'll say his name, and I would say it to him because I, I know he would back it up. But Nick Kiprios was very not—he did not seem he was very ready comfortable to hop on that train. Yes, he yeah. was, and I wonder—you know—I've seen him make a couple comments about it before, and he was talking about the difference in playing styles in the Penguins. And it, went, it related to Sidney Crosby's con- concussion in round two when this happened. And he's like, you know, you look at the amount of hits Sidney Crosby throws and it's like eight a game or something. And then Kessel, it's like eight all year. Um, <laughs> and he and he kind of made that comparison. Now, that's not a fair comparison. That's not true. Yeah, like, Lindstrom. it was, I'm paraphrasing here, but the idea is the same. And I just wonder, like, I, I think Nick, when he looks at it, he probably goes, okay, 
um, you're yelling at this guy and yet you're not willing to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would have definitely snowballed into something bigger. There's a great vine from last year. Um, it's Crosby skates over to Kessel who's smiling. And, but you, and you can't see what Crosby's saying, but he obviously said something angrily and Kessel goes, fuck you, what the fuck are you yelling at me for? <laughs> and again, like, just mouths it clear as day. Kessel doesn't care. Uh, no. It's the best. No, he does but have the other so one. good. Well, and what is it, 13 points in 13 games these playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Playoff Kessel. He was, is great. He was great he with the Leafs. Last year. Look at his career playoff numbers with the Leafs, with the Bruins, and now with the Penguins. Can we also talk He's about unreal. the fact that every narrative after the game, and this is what I found really, really I hate interesting. That fucking word. Yeah. Well, narrative. it was. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not lecturing you for using it. It's just everyone uses sorry, it. All the content and after improperly. the game. All the content after. Oh, the game. that's much better. All so the digital content. content? All that digital content. Oh, good. Is it? Was it sticky? It was. <laughs> was it sticky? I found it to be meaty. Uh, mm. Meaty content. That's what I hear a lot. Meat and potatoes. Get to the meat and potatoes. Like, Sorry, is, I'm looking for something. Um, but I am listening. What I found interesting was everybody talking about, well, <laughs> Kessel's a loud and passionate guy. Mm. And in Toronto, the, 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 the first criticism leveled at him was that he was a quiet, dispassionate no. person. <sighs> I, it's so amazing how quickly that switches, right? It's so dumb. It's crazy. It's dumb is what it is. Well... And the then I finally found what I was looking for. Holy mackerel! Um, the narrative so quickly changed on uh, Ryan Johansson. Well, and it's his own. We're fault. getting to that. Yeah, we're getting oh, to so that. Also, should I save? Yeah, it? save it. No, okay, save I'll that. Save it. I'll save it. Save that. I'll while we're on the screenshot, there you go. While we're on the pens, uh, while we're still, and, and we'll wrap it up here because we do need to talk about that series and specifically those quotes. But um, you know, we have here uh, a series that could still I think go either way and and Bobby I Ryan I, th I think the Sens are going to win you do eh I think if they win I don't I don't know how they don't win at all like I just I could see Nashville beating them there I could is a see that. rule there is a rule I once heard about the Stanley Cup playoffs basically Cinderella always makes so something along makes the an lines appearance, is, but doesn't win. Yeah, Cinderella always makes it to the ball, and then mm -hmm. are they Cinderella leaves behind her shoe? Well, it's, it's interesting because we're talking about what the second seed in the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. are they Cinderella? If the Preds make it, which no. that series is tied, by the way, they're the second wild card team. They're literally the eighth seed. Yeah, they had to make <laughs> it. They had to make it this far in order for the Leafs to pick seventeenth. <laughs> like the Leafs and Preds pick was still up in the air. It could be two Cinderellas. What happens if it's two Cinderellas? The most boring Cinderella wins. Congrats to Ottawa on the 2017 Stanley That's Cup. That's right. Um, it is interesting watching now, you know, because you can't watch every team all the time and, and pick up the little nuances in their game. So the playoffs are great because you actually get to watch the best teams and you get to watch, you know, when your team's out, you get to, which our team normally in the past has been. Absolutely. You get to pick up subtle nuances about other teams. And what I've noticed about Ottawa is, gee, what a shock that Bobby Ryan struggled this year. Really? Are you no, it's not a shock at all. I'm being mm. sarcastic. Yeah. Are you kidding no, me? I know. In that system, of course he struggles. That uh, is not a Bobby Ryan system. But man. he's been excelling in these playoffs. He has been. He has been. And I don't know whether that's buy-in or whether or not he's been set up to succeed a little bit better or a little bit of both. A little bit of but luck. I am not shocked that Bobby Ryan had a rough year this year. And I'm I'm sure part of it's adjustment. I just don't think that Bobby Ryan I I mean, I don't think he was ever known for playing a, a highly responsible hockey game. I don't know. Well, like a more skilled, more lethal Joffrey Lupul, a little bit. You know, right-handed shot, can score goals. Mm -hmm. 
doesn't know what's behind him. That was the point, though. <laughs> now he has to. And yeah. I wonder if that was part of the reason that his stats weren't great. Maybe he was know. battling an injury or not. But I, I looked at that, and I was like, of course Bobby Ryan didn't, didn't do well. But I'm sure next year, after this run, and the confidence that team has in uh, in their head coach now, uh, it, it may be a little bit easier for them. You never know. The big playoff performers, they rarely find a way to do it consistently. A lot of them get big paydays out of it. Justin like, Williams. J- Justin Williams, yeah, but he found a way to do it consistently. Sean Bergenheim, Fernando Pisani. Uh, oh, that's right. You know, I hate to I hate to say his name because he just retired due to unfortunate circumstances. But Brian Bickle, um, those guys, they rarely find Dave a way Bolin, to... Chris Versteeg. Chris Versteeg was a little more consistent, but he wasn't a huge playoff performer. Boland had a huge playoffs, and, and he caught everyone's attention. That one's good. I like that one. But they they rarely find a way to do it consistently. You know, regular season in, playoff out, every year. They have a hard time, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And you got to hope Bobby Ryan produces a little. He's making seven million bucks. If you're Ottawa, yeah. And just because I'm Canadian, Mister Trudeau, doesn't mean I have to cheer for the Ottawa Senators. Democracy. Yep. I don't have to listen to you. Um, all right, let's talk about the Preds and Ducks. Let's do it. Um, can we? I'm going to play the the Johansson quote for you guys, just so he, we can talk about. This is him, Ryan Johansson talking about how he doesn't understand how people can cheer for Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler is known to be a pretty good defensive center in this league. He's been up for some awards. Has he gone over the line in this series? I mean, if I was, I just, he just blows my mind. I mean, watching, I don't know what he's, what's going through his head out there, but like his family and his friends watching him play, I don't know how you cheer for a guy like that. I mean, I, don't, I just, it, it just doesn't make sense how he plays the game. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to go there and play hockey and. And, uh, you know, it sucks when you got to pull a stick out of your groin every shift. Now, ha- did Ryan Johansson just hand Ryan Kessler the W? A no, little bit. Not that Ryan Johansson has underperformed. He's played great. But, and did well, he not score the game winner in game one? Uh, I don't remember. I think so. But, like, looking at game two, he had two assists. So. But when you have a quote like that. If you're Ryan Kessler, if I'm Ryan Kessler, at least I look at it like, yeah, all right, good. I got under his skin. I look at it. I look at it. I went back and forth in my head on this. I look at it a couple ways. One, Ryan Johansson is absolutely right, and I didn't like that's deep. That's deep. Sometime you'll hear a player say uh, that's gutless. Ooh, gutless is like that's an f bomb, like in hockey, like a an and an acceptable f bomb. It's gutless, classless, class. Show some class, class. Ryan Kessler. Um, I don't like that type of player. I'm not that type of player. You hear stuff like that. I don't know how his family cheers for him. Whew! Like, that is... I mean, people are talking about Ryan Kessler really getting under his skin. I'm like, I think you're burying the lead here. Like, that is some genuine, you don't come back from that. Like, those guys can't be friends. No. Those guys can't ever play on the same team. Like, that is... You, I don't think you can come back from the... What was it? The day before Mother's Day, basically going, how does this guy's mom cheer for him? How does his wife stand behind him? This guy's a bad example for his kids. And he's absolutely right. Like, Ryan Kessler and a lot of the Ducks 
they're Darth Vader. They're the villain in this series. They get away with murder. They do every year. Corey Perry is the king of getting away with murder. How does anyone who's not on the Ducks even like him? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Even on Team Canada, do you just stomach him for those couple weeks? And blah, and then the second the regular season starts, you go, oh, thank God, and then you give him a two-hand slash in the fingers? Like, that, that is an insufferable player, and so is Ryan Kessler, and he does stick you in the pills often. However, isn't it great to have a villain? Yeah! <laughs> It is. Isn't it great? Like I, That isn't Brad Marchand, because if Brad Marchand's the villain, it means the Bruins are doing well. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. don't... I, and, and you know what? I want to break from that. They've done quite well late, lately. I would like a break from the Bruins. And Marchand is the is the smile-in-your-face villain. Ryan Kessler will actually... Yeah, a little bit. He just... Some men just want to watch the world burn. And, and that's, stick that is the definitely Brad yes. Marchand. Uh, Kessler's a little bit of Bane. Like, just angry. Just angry all the time, and he is as as vicious as he usually is and as hell-bent as he usually is on winning. This fucking guy has been so close so many times, and he's running out of time. This is not only dirty Ryan Kessler and determined Ryan Kessler. This is desperate Ryan Kessler. That's three Ds I just said. Dirty, determined. Desperate. I forget the other one. Thank you, Desperate. But you can't criticize a guy for getting away with it, right? I cannot. And this is... It's an art, man. And it's the ref's fault. It's, it's the league's fault. It's 100%. Fault. And it brings me to the greater issue of um, just the officiating in the sport I love sucks balls. It just sucks. And it gets. it's only highlighted by uh, playoff time. It's only highlighted by playoff time. Bob, uh, Bobby Ryan got taken down last night. In uh, I want to say in the final five minutes of the Penguin Sens game, and then he and he's going like this to the ref. I'm like Bobby, what are you complaining for? It's less than five minutes left in the third. Like you're lucky he didn't stab you. Like just pull a switchblade out of his out of his friggin' sock, shank you in the ribs, mm-hmm. and maybe get a talking to after the whistle. I just I know it's playoff hockey and all that. No, there there are rules. <laughs> What slashing? What is slashing? It's this. All right. What is the penalty for it? A two-minute uh, minor. Go to the box for two minutes. Tripping. What is tripping? Well, it's when you trip the guy. Okay. You go to the box for two minutes. Spearing. What is spearing? Oh, well, it's sometimes uh, I see it two minutes. It's usually five, five-minute major. But in the it, in the regular season... You're lucky if you get all those things called perfectly. And in the playoffs, forget it. The refs are decoration. Like, they're like a Christmas tree. Uh, I I don't get it. I don't get it. So that, that to me, is the greater problem. And um, I was listening to the radio on the way in, and you know who had a great point? Who's that? Pierre Maguire. <laughs> Pierre Maguire actually had a great point where he goes, he's uh, Ryan Johansson did that to get the refs' attention heading into game three. Oh. That's a good point. There might be other ways to do that. Um, some refs are cement heads, and that might make them less likely to give you a call. Um, Which, in the sport of hockey, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, there's a lot of cement headedness. There was a there was a a PK one recently. What was it? it was in game two? You know what? I think he got. It was like a two-hand slash or a trip, and it was clear as day. Clear as day. Ref was looking at it. 
right in front of the ref looking at it. Didn't get didn't get called. And I can't help but think, well, he just got fined for embellishment. Which is that's why it didn't get called. Which, by the way, if you look at the play he was fined for, you go, what? And supposedly those plays go under review, and it's ten people who see it, and you need at least seven votes to say, yeah, fine the guy. Oh, wow. Seven out of ten people watch that play and we're like, totally. So it's just a poorly, poorly officiated sport. I didn't know. And when we- you're watching the National Hockey League, I got news for you. This is the best we can do. Hold on. <laughs> My favorite part is that we have a <laughs> a democratic process to decide a black and white issue. Like, <laughs> they have a, do they literally have a vote on on? And how do they? Who are these ten people? Okay, you guys. I want to know. I want to apply for a job, honey. Uh, I'm gonna put in my re- my my application. My my application is to be the guy that has a vote, and I get to decide whether or not a player was diving or not. And I what, have, how does that work? I have a hard pro. I, I have a hard time with these because, like, again, didn't hashtag play the game. You know where the hell is my place in this argument? However, if w- even one of the ten people is a former player, you're doing it wrong. Have none. Of that uh, panel, not a single person on that panel be a former player. Because I can't help but feel like they'll be looking at that play and going, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, I understand why he did that. No, no, that's not the point. The point is, is or isn't it allowed? Did he embellish or didn't he? Was it a trip or was it not a trip? All those things. Have officials. Mm -hmm. Have former officials or whatever, whatever. Elliot Friedman uh, decided to drop 30 thoughts like a hot mixtape today before the show. Oh. So we're going to go through some points. A little Spent bit, too much time in my car. Didn't yeah, even see it. A little bit of rapid fire here. Um, now, all of all of the 30 points are very, very interesting, including Jordan Zuban going to Nashville, not to support his brother, but to watch Ryan Ellis play. Because that was part of the thing that... That did. wasn't a point, Adam. That oh, that was the, the yeah. intro story. Was the not a point, work. though. You're right. Yeah, no, that, was, that was point 31. Yes. 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 Oh. Yeah, it was like point point. Zero five. Yeah. I always love when Elliot puts forty thoughts in thirty. Thoughts. I know, right? Um, anyway, so he, uh, so uh, Jordan Zuban's going down there. But what's really interesting is starting with this unusual name out of Minnesota, and this is where thirty thoughts really peaks. Hey, eh, is this time of year? Not that it's ever not good, but it peaks right before the, the trade deadline. And it peaks right now because it's the end of the playoffs. Teams are there's a lot of teams out looking around at each other, and especially now with the expansion draft and the free agent window and the draft and the free agency itself. Oh my God, it's going to be really good during during the season. He he will uh, just disperse throughout just little ooh, mm, that's a nice little tidbit. There's a lot of mm. there's a lot of ooh in yeah, this one. This time of year, it's just get a load of this. <laughs> Freege coming at you. Imagine if he was loud and obnoxious. <laughs> Can't imagine that. All right, we now go live to Elliot Friedman. Where do you get a load of this? <laughs> Minnesota Wild, what a hot mess. What I Watch lo- the Capitals, there's some shit going on. I would love for him to be like... Freege. I'd love for him to be that 80s radio personality that just makes broad sweeping statements too. Elliot Freeman coming at you. Stephen A. Smith? Yeah, almost. <laughs> uh, almost. And then he has a, a segment called You've Been Freeged. Oh, or Freeged what? Out. Something like that. Oh, man, no. When someone's with been the refrigerator. Out, no, yeah, you put them in the refrigerator. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. great minds think alike. Your mind thinks faster. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys stepped all over each other to get to that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will get there. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. All right. So, unusual names circulating in trade circles over the past few days. Minnesota's Nino Niederreiter. El Nino. El Nino. 
You know, if I went neener, 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 you'd know exactly who I was talking about. Oh, yes. Tell me. You would know. He's available? You would be like, yeah, Minnesota's Nino Nino writer. Who, by the way, I always used to take in NHL 2011 because he had a really high uh, uh, projection. He was supposed to be the next big thing. He was supposed to be the the guy who's not going for first, but in many years could. Mm-hmm. What was his draft year? I want to say it was the Tavares year. Yeah. Same with Tuomo Rutu. Oh! Everybody thought Tuomo Rutu was going to be huge. Great player to pick up in the NHL games. Great player. He's Sean Avery, 24, too. So. He's not old. Drafted in yeah. 2010. And he had 25 goals this year. Oh, that weird little 2010 draft. Yeah. He went fifth overall. Not bad. Not bad. So here's the deal. Uh, it sounds like teams are looking at their cap situation, and the Wilds' cap situation is a bit tough, and obviously the expansion situation is tough, too. Mm. Um, even a cu- even as far as, like I think, three months ago when Sportsnet put out their projection for the Vegas team at that point, it included guys like Tyler Johnson, which is no longer... It was five months ago, yeah. Five months ago. Tyler yeah. Johnson would no longer be eligible, I believe, because uh, um, Valtteri Philpil is gone. I'm not totally sure. Well, mm, Tampa's got some decisions to make. Another interesting thing from that video is the Leafs... Have three guys from that video. Mm-hmm. Was it Eric Fair? Eric Fair, Seth Griffith, and Martin Marinson. Um, so, what's interesting here is that um, Jonas Brodin was the guy that uh, was the guy that uh, they that they thought That's would right. be selected. However, you know, Niederreiter would be a pretty good selection as well. Now they need to re-sign Michael Granlin. And uh, it's apparently, this is according to Elliot Friedman, it may not be their first choice, but if you make it worth their while, it's possible. And that's an, a GM in the league said that to Elliot Friedman. And according to Stephen Birch, who was tweeting about it today, he said, um, Nino Nino Ryder's possession impacts are comparable to the likes of Brad Marchand, uh, LA Kings, Justin Williams, and a younger Marion Hovsa. Jesus. That's but he doesn't great. get a lot of points. He, well, he got 25 goals this year, so that's pretty good. Oh. You know, it's a career high. But you know that. he's got as many twenty-five goal seasons as <laughs> he does. Uh, Bobby Cappuccino uh, pointed out that uh, if you're looking for a replacement for JVR, that would be a good one. Who's this? Uh, Nino Niederreiter. Oh yeah, absolutely. How do you get him though? I mean, <laughs> you you lose a winger who can score a lot and has a very entertaining name, and in return. <laughs> <laughs> but why would the, but hold on hold on which should be a big factor when selecting players it should players. be the biggest factor Jesse why, why, the, why would the wild do that though oh I'm not saying one for one I'm just saying if oh. you need to trade JVR wouldn't it be wonderful if you could bring a Nino Nita yeah but. just what's the price because it'd be a high price. Now I just laugh every time I say his name <laughs> uh, Matt Dumba's name uh, also mentioned in uh, in trade talks oh okay that's um the other thing, uh, this is point six. Incredibly, Barry Trotz's future isn't secure. Incredibly. There's a little bit of editorial there, Fridge. No, and then there's a text from well, the GM. Yes, and I'm going to get to this. Yeah. Okay, so the GM... How you guys both have time to read this, and I didn't even know it was out? I it's because we... Hey, oh. you know what? <laughs> Fair. Hey, Jesse, you know what it is? We live downtown. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> what were you we're doing? driving. What were you doing? You were dri- oh, that's right, you were driving. Oh, sorry. oh man. Okay. How long was your drive? Uh, too much. How many bumpers did you see? Oh. <laughs> Being in the car, I first of all, I had to drive like Jason Statham to make it to breakfast television on time today. And uh, it's not easy because the studio is in the middle of the city, so all mm-hmm. the arteries pile in. And you're like, I'm doing great, and then it's like 25 minutes from the main arteries to I, the middle. I did of the city. a lot of things that aren't what you would call legal. 
but I made it there on time. So you drove like a normal person in Toronto? Yes. Out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. that's how we all drive, man. It's all good. See, you were telling you, we were perfectly down here. You would you would fit right in. Oh, I remember. I was sitting there, like, not moving and just going, how much debt do I want to be in? Like, how much debt is okay? <laughs> like, you really start to think, like, I'm just, I'm just going to just screw it. I don't need to go on a trip ever again for the rest of my life. That's not even like, that's not what? even where you would be in financially. <laughs> that's not even close. I know. Uh, I don't know. I could put you in a nice good condo with a great walking space for Iggy. I know exactly where you should live. Down by my old place. Anyway, we'll talk later. Barry Trotz's future isn't secure. <laughs> Surest predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And this is where it gets interesting. Trotz said all the right things about Ovechkin accepting a move to the third line. But check Washington's history. Dale Hunter didn't return after demoting Ovechkin in 2012. Adam Oates faced pushback when he moved the captain into unfamiliar positions. And a harsh team meeting in the late 2013-2014 season, where, in brackets, Ovechkin was ripped by several teammates, caused significant problems before a coaching change occurred. Now, Washington played uh, two fantastic games after Trotz is juggling. Uh, so what what do you think the future of Barry Trotz is? Because I think after a President's Trophy and a seventh game back in the back. second round, back to back, you're safe. That's a joke. You're crazy. Bruce Boudreau got fired for the same thing. And I'm not even talking about from the Caps. Alan Vigneault, same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know Pres- if it was the- President's Trophy is a kiss of death. You're mm-hmm. not winning shit. <laughs> um, someone on our Reddit page wrote an interesting question. They said, "Should we, with the new playoff format, should we rethink what losing in the second round means? Because you're facing the top team. It's like you're, I don't fa- th- you're in the conference <sighs> finals. As I said last show, I don't think Washington choked. Yeah. I think they got bested, but I don't think they this choked. This is why I like really not learning anything from Lou Lamorello or Brendan Shanahan Shanahan, like, you're lucky if you get a fist pump when the Leafs score a big goal. He's just so stoic. It's so easy to, when you're involved in it, to act irrationally. Like, I, I'm i not trying to say this big-headedly or condescendingly, but I genuinely think there are better takes on what to do with certain teams in the media than there are within the actual National Hockey League. You think the Capitals are thinking clearly right now? No. Hell No. Who's their, who's their GM again? What's his name? I keep uh, wanting to say McPhee. I know it's McClellan? not McPhee. McClellan. No. Uh, no, not um, Todd. Hold on. Something McClellan. B- Brian McClellan. Yeah, it's Brian McClellan, isn't it? I think so. Uh, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Whoever's in Ted charge. Ted Leonsis is the, uh, is the GM currently. You Brian think- McClellan. Yay! Brian McClellan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, no, you make, a, you make a great point. Forget him. It's Ted Leonsis. Cares about that. You think their billionaire owner... Or whatever amount of money he has, owner. Personal friend of Ovechkin, by the way. Personal friend of Ovechkin, who screamed at a Penguins fan from his box during the playoff series. Oh, you didn't see that? that? One. Oh, he's giving him the Harold Ballard business. <laughs> you think that guy, who's got a ungodly amount of money invested in all of this, and who's disappointed and angry, you think he is thinking rationally right now? You think he is going to make the best decisions for the Washington Capitals, um, who he owns? Friedman actually made that point mm-hmm. by using Masai Ujiri as an example in 30 Thoughts. He said, when Masai took the podium, he said, I, I'm not holding this press conference right now. Why are you asking? I don't have answers to these questions. We mm-hmm. just lost. We just got swept by Cleveland. We're not thinking clearly. We're not thinking clearly. <laughs> Which, Cathal so, Kelly, thing. everybody's favorite <laughs> everybody's favorite writer oh. in Toronto who has all the hottest of terrible takes. And here's the thing with him is that when he has hot takes, people tend to ignore them. 
Uh, Honestly, I see him pop up in my feed like once every four or five months. He's the one who said the Women's World Cup shouldn't have been held in Edmonton because it's not a good enough city in Canada. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so so he's known for stuff saying Fart. stuff like that. He said Ujiri's press conference, mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't want to make any he big... He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to make any <laughs> bold statements because talking right now, as he said, was BS, yeah. means that he needs to go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God. So um, I was like, that, that's why I brought it up because it's yeah. hilarious. Actually, that's, that, that does bring me to something I, I meant to bring up, but I forgot. Uh, Human thinks rationally. Fire him. Yeah, <laughs> piece of shit. Um, Ryan Johansson. It's, he's right in the heat of the moment. These guys are still covered in sweat. Some of them are still breathing heavily from the game that they just played. And then you're shoving a mic in their face and going, hey, that guy was being an asshole to you all game, sticking you in the balls. How do you feel about that guy? <laughs> Fuck him. How does his family cheer for him, fucking asshole? <laughs> like, of course Ryan Johansson's going to say that. I... Oh. I I wanted to, <laughs> I think it was Daryl Boyce who was speaking to. It was someone on the Marlies back when they used to give me my cute little press credential for the Marlies. Um, and you mean the Marlies who don't let press into the dressing room? That's right. Back no, in the day, no wonder they they still don't. But people are still discovering that who've been here for twenty five years. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, so Did I was in there. Discover that. Uh, 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 after the show, we'll tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and tweeted about it last playoffs because the Leafs were out, but the Marlies. I remember were last playoffs. Did it happen again? Oh, it was Damian Cox. <laughs> did it like, again? No, it didn't happen. Oh, again. No, 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 that's what I thought. I thought anyway, that no, 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 no. But yeah, yeah, I can't. That'd be amazing if yeah. so, if this year someone went what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is round two. What do you mean I can't speak to the well, assistant is, general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs in intermission? Which I'm not gonna lie is sort of what we did last year. What? What? Anyway, anyway, go ahead. What is that noise? <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that should be somebody's ringtone. That'd be, I'm just going to say a text ringtone. Okay, here, wait. Quiet, <laughs> quiet, 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 quiet. What? <laughs> there you go. It's all yours. There it is. Um, we should do a ringtone thing where like, we have like certain things for the show. We should get an app. Yeah. That's a good idea. Any app and, developers like, out there? The, all the podcasts load on the app, and mm-hmm. then the Reddit page is there, too. And you guys should we do like a Bob Cole soundboard? Like, <laughs> And then we should have it on the page. Didn't the he app, have like a... Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got yeah, it right yeah, on yeah. my phone. No, 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 no. It's okay. You don't have to look. Era. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Facts. Um, so, no. Anyway, I think it was Daryl Boyce. <laughs> What's the matter with you? That would have All to go. All those things. Um, <laughs> Daryl Boyce uh, was basically like uh, something along the lines of the idea of a uh, of talking to players post game it's crazy none of them want to do it and you know the half of them are still sucking wind and they're just going to say something either mind-numbingly boring because they've completely shut their brain off or something completely irrational i think the whole post game thing is based on an old model mm-hmm. right cuz now we get everything on demand and obviously we do want to hear from the players and the coaches and stuff after the game however um you know, the reason that they started this is because, and it had to be right after the game, was because the guys in the newspapers had to get their stories mm-hmm. in for the next printing the next day. And then obviously you've got sports networks who need those quotes for the next morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder if that's going to change a little bit, uh, or you know, because everything's changing right now. I wonder if that, that sort of strategy will change because you might get better answers later on. I don't know. There's a timeliness to it that's mm-hmm. important. Maybe. Um, I think my videos... Nine times out of ten are better the next morning. Yeah. There's more information. You slept. I slept. Yeah, I got more energy. 
this is a kind of an aside, but you know what's crazy? It's still in newspapers. They can't print some of the last games that happened on the West Coast. Like if you go to the I didn't know that. Name X newspaper and you look at the box scores from the previous night, you won't see some of the West Coast games because they had to send it to the printer. And I, I have to be honest it's, with you. It's I'm still seventeen. I'm trying to figure out. And and this is but co- you need to print it. Complete aside, <laughs> in a major city like ours, I understand it in a smaller city, like small small towns and stuff. They need their they need your you need your local news. But when you got like three national newspapers here, mm-hmm. do you really need to print them anymore? Like at all? At all? I don't know. I don't know the like, answer. Like I really to that. don't. I, I don't know. What do you What income are you missing out on? I don't know. Uh, uh. I don't know how people consume a newspaper. Like it's foreign to me now. It's, I think there are still people that do. It, there must say. be a yeah. financial reason for it to keep doing it. Because if you're losing money at this totally, point, because totally, yeah. the overhead is so expensive right. to print newspapers, if you're making money off it, fine, keep doing it. But the second you stop making money, just go to, go to online. Don't I mean, you think? that's kind of where they're going. Yeah. Anyway, just a thought. Um, another big thing to come out of Edmonton. Ooh. Leon! Oh, Le- Leon Dreisaitl. I thought you said Leo. I'm like, Komarov's going? Leon. Oh. Uh, Leon is up. Is he? Oh. Now, Leon Dreisaitl's up. And here's the thing. Mike Luit, former goalie, I believe. Uh, Isn't it Leut? Leut, whatever his name is. I, uh, I remember having his hockey card. That's all I can remember. I think nice. so. Uh, Vlad- it represents Vladimir Tarasenko. If you remember, Vladimir Tar- Tarasenko signed an eight-year, $60 million contract out of his entry-level deal. Now, you wonder, now this is according to LAD, he's like, you wonder if uh, Liut goes for the same thing with Dreisaitl. Um, now, to be fair, Tarasenko had a way better first three years. However, Dreisaitl's third year of his entry-level deal is better than Tarasenko's. It's an interesting negotiation. It's all going to come down to negotiation. Um, I mean, geez, look what... I, I mean, I criticize him for trading him. It was... Mind-numbingly stupid, but the contract that Shirelli signed Tyler Sagan to, sweetheart, beautiful, great deal, beautiful. JVR. Oh, it's it is still one of the better contracts in the league. Boy, and again, you're in it. Peter Shirelli's in it, and he just <coughs> he just saw Leon be arguably his team's best player, even ahead of McDavid and Cam it. Talbot. What I'm saying is, what Jesse is I'm saying is you. that Connor McDavid isn't actually that good. That's what Jesse. Oh, that's is saying. what I'm saying. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> certainly, but he should not be on the Olympic roster. Whoa! Let's be real here. Whoa. I would take Claude Giroux over Connor McDavid. Whenever you do, day. whenever you do that, I imagine Steve. W- w- for everybody listening, Steve waves his hands Whoa. in the air and throws his head back. It's like Kermit when he freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. Um, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, for one game, but he had a great series, right? Yeah. If you sign him to a six-year contract now, does it look something like what the Leafs did with Morgan Riley and Nazem Kadri? Different situ- situations, but if you can get him at $6 million and then move Jordan Eberle, you do that. You just offer him the contract you gave to Jordan Eberle? But a big... Uh, ah, it's going to be... ah, It's going to be real difficult for the Oilers, especially because they got McDavid to pay, too. Mm-hmm. So And they you- got to move... Ryan Nugent Tompkins <laughs> <laughs> and and or Jordan Everly. Yeah. So do you go big money like right away or do you try to go bridge with one of these guys? Try to try to get him on a cheap short deal 
with promises of big money later because you think you have this unique window. Uh, I do not envy Peter Shirelli, except for the fact he has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um <laughs> Yeah, Friedman also mentioned that um, because of Tarasenko needing more help in St. Louis, there might be a fit there for Jordan Everly. Tarasenko needs scoring help. That's $6 million. And there's a trade history there with Yakupov. Maybe they retain. I don't know. I don't know. Thoughts? Maybe, maybe. Um, uh, Kovalchuk to the Islanders. Of course! (laughs) No way. Point number 15, he said, also wondering if the Islanders will make a hard push for Ilya Kovalchuk. It makes sense for them, although they'd have to convince him they're going for it. Kovalchuk apparently has serious interest in the Rangers. Um, Friedman's not sure of their interest, but he said uh, they could pull it off if they wanted to. Sounds like Florida has also inquired. But if Kovalchuk was interested in the New York area, why not the Islanders? Islanders uh, will probably, and this is just adding on because it was mentioned later on that Calvin DeHaan... Uh, will probably get lost, might get lost in the in the expansion oh. draft. Calvin DeHaan, Detroit's already interested in Calvin DeHaan, but would New Jersey not take a Calvin DeHaan for an Ilya Kovalchuk? My God, that'd be a that'd be great for them. Youngish player, youngish, uh, kind of entering his prime actually. Player that helps you now in exchange for Kovalchuk, and you get the first overall pick. That's a good little off season mm-hmm. right there. And those, Taylor those Hall two last year. Things. And Taylor Hall, yeah, yeah. And you still have Corey Schneider, who's going to have a better season than the one he had. Taylor Hall's probably, hopefully, not going to miss a month or two. And Kovalchuk and Tavares. No, I was talking about New Jersey. Oh, no, I know, but but the other way. Oh, and in the Metro. You got to think it's a little bit more expensive, too, because it's within the Metro. You're giving a divisional rival a monster. A scary goal scorer. Yeah, you you know what you're handing them. Tavares, that might be the thing, though, that would be like, okay, well, like, how scary would that be? Jesus, I think you split them up. Really? Yeah. Well, so you have Josh Bailey with Ily Kovalchuk? Because that's their second line guy. I'm not sure. All I know is you have, like, there are certain players, it doesn't matter if you line match, they're coming at you. doesn't matter who you put on Sidney Crosby. You lose that matchup. You, You just try to... Contain. That's Unless basically it's it. Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Who contained Connor McDavid? Contained yeah. him so, in a shipping container you, and sent him across the world. Sorry, there was. <laughs> my goodness. He Edmonton was loaded on in Halifax Harbor, and he was sent away. Sorry. Broken man on a Halifax pier. <laughs> um, but then you have two just unbelievable lines. Like you hopefully contain. The Tavares line, and then let Kovalchuk run wild, or you hopefully contain the Kovalchuk line, and then Tavares runs wild. With no offense to Did Josh I? Bailey, who is a very, very clearly a second line center in the NHL, I'm putting Kovalchuk with Tavares to start. Yeah. I'm doing that. Hey, like you that's can't. A, that's a wee situation. You can't get Kovalchuk wee. and put him with Josh Bailey. You got to put him with Tavares to start. That's a fantasy camp situation. Just wee. You do whatever you want. It's um, fun. It's like it's like uh, the Preds. That ridiculous line, the hell, Forsberg, Johansson, and uh, Arvidsson? Wee! Crazy. That's ridiculous. I think the Preds might be better off if they spread that out a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes, though, when you do that, you get rid of a strength to address a weakness. That's possible, So too. you got to sometimes play to your strengths as well. The Leafs can do that because Nylander, Marner, and uh, Matthews are all different players, right? I think so, yeah. And and then you've got Kadri and Komarov who have a different role as well. Wee! Um, now... Let's talk about, uh, I just had a thought over the weekend. 
Okay. Oh, don't do that. Just had a thought, and I, I messaged you two with it, but I told you not to answer, as we often do as friends, because we got to bring it up on the show. Okay. I don't remember. Marc-Andre Fleury has a no-move no move clause, does he not? Yeah. What if he's already in the conference finals, and if it ends here, it ends here, it's still this still is relevant, but let's say they go to the Stanley Cup finals. They don't have to win. They go to the Stanley Cup finals, and Matt Murray hasn't played a game. You're Marc-Andre Fleury. You won a cup with them in 2009. You won it last year being a good soldier and also being a pretty damn good goaltender throughout the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. It was only because of injury that Matt Murray took over, was yeah. it not? Yeah, and then they didn't go back to Flurry when he was healthy. Right, yeah. basically. So, yeah. so both both times... Flurry started the first two games, I believe, and then he got injured, and then Matt Murray took over the rest of the way. So you could argue, as as Marc-Andre Flurry that you have given... You gave them that that spot, that seed in the playoffs. And yes, Matt Murray took them the rest of the way. It's a team game. But then this year, Matt Murray goes down, and you're the one taking them. You, give, you potentially give them a second, a back-to-back cup, which is just looking more and more impossible mm-hmm. by the day. You, but. Yeah, but you have at very least taken them back to the conference finals, limping there, mm-hmm. but they're there. I mean, this Ottawa Wilkesbury series is amazing. <laughs> it's really, truly. But I think, what if Marc Andre go- Fleury goes, you know what? Fuck you. I earned this contract. I'm not lifting my no move. And I'm not he, moving. And he's allowed. He can do that. Pittsburgh's in a good spot, I think. Um, we keep looking at it from the standpoint of they're going to lose a guy. Odds are they're not going to allow themselves to, like, okay. Matt Murray's not going to Vegas. He's not. No, they'd have to trade. They'd figure out a trade. It'll be a trade. So if Pittsburgh loses one of their two goalies, which is looking imminent, like I'm not even sure how they avoid it, they're going to get assets for them. They're not just going to be idiots and no, just let I, him I get wouldn't. claimed. It's Jim Rutherford. You yeah, so it's unfortunate you have to lose one of them unless he pulls some crazy rabbit out of his hat. It's super unfortunate. But... You're going to get something for him. And Pittsburgh, I mean, geez, they could use a little bit of depth. Um, not because they're lacking, but just because, well, they know guaranteed every season everyone's going to get hurt. I wonder with a guy like Matt Murray. Hmm. And, and I wonder, too, first off, I wonder if Marc-Andre Fleury, if he doesn't lift that no trade, if that generates some bad blood with the teammates because, you know. And the fan base. And the fan base. But he's still take it like he's still the guy that's saving their butts every night. It's funny. Like I think if you were to suggest this to Pittsburgh Penguins fans, they'd be like, "Oh my God, he's giving the city everything, and he, he could potentially be, you know, get a third cup with the team, be the starting goalie for it." No, we love him no matter what. Wait until he costs you Matt Murray, then then tell me how much you love him. Right, right. So then with Matt Murray, I wonder if Pittsburgh doesn't do a because they're right up against the cap too. If you flip a Matt Murray for a young guy, so a Jonathan Drouin two years ago, or you know what I mean? Like you, you, Matt Murray is a hot young goaltender who's going to be great in this league for a long, long time. If you have to trade him, if Marc-Andre Fleury says absolutely unequivocally, no, I have earned this contract and he's well within his rights to do that. Mm-hmm. Go to Calgary and say, uh, you get Matt Murray for a blank check of picks. We get all your 2017 picks. We get them all. I would be calling Calgary. They're ours now. Yeah. Why not? You know who else I'd call? Arizona. Interesting. Because they just loaded up on young talent. Matt Murray would fit that Murray's, window awfully nice. Murray's cheap. And. But you're going to have to extend. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, imagine that they would need their first round pick this year. But that's the valuable pick. Because I think Arizona is going to get better. I don't think they're going to be drafting this high forever. You get Max Domi back. 
Anthony Duclair has a better season. And I mean, what did they get? A first rounder for Datsuk? Yeah. And that's, for Han- that's what about free. And Hansel, too? Ah! Oh! Hansel's so hot right now. I think you might have found something. You might have found a very interesting option there, my friend. Take and, and then you get to expose Mike Smith. Hooray. Yeah. Mike, you want to go to another desert? <laughs> Does he have a no move? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Jesse, can we look that he up? He has a no trade clause. Ah, so he can be no, moved. Yeah, right. It's an NTC. Um, do we want to talk about... Do we want to talk about Jim Benning's comments on a Vancouver radio station on Thursday, or do we move on? It's a little old. It's a little old. I don't know. Look it up. Um, <laughs> it's Jim Benning being Jim Benning. I, I'll read you the quote. Uh, you can roll your eyes, yeah, and then we'll move on. And then move on. Yeah. yeah. Throw it out there. <laughs> I tell our guys, meaning his scouts and his assistants, yeah. we <laughs> want European skill with North American heart. We're looking for skilled players and defensemen who move pucks. Yeah, so... The key being the first part. And a lot of people were harping on me, well, have have you listened to it? You gotta listen for the context. And I went, okay, that's fair. And I went and listened to it, and I'm like, it's just what he said. (laughs) There is no context. The context is, so I have this anecdote. So I have this thing I tell people, and it's literally this. (laughs) (laughs) I have this thing I tell people, and it's literally the quote you read. Can you imagine being the best player on a team... For 15 years. And oh, the, your, your boss, your boss, uh, who has been your boss for the last two, who hasn't yeah. done a bang-up job, says, based on where you bo- you were born, yeah. players of your ilk aren't known for their heart. Simply tell me, because you were born simply on a you, certain part of Earth. I have a question. Mm. Tell me about let's a character and heart. You leave a country that you've grown up in your whole life. No. You learn a brand new language. No. You come and get drafted. You're surrounded by strangers at 18 years old. Or maybe you came and played in the OHL. You're maybe, 16. Maybe, yeah, 16. You're billeted mm. with a family that you don't even speak their language, and all of a sudden you're in Sudbury. Like, S- sorry, no, for, you're sorry, in Sault Ste. Marie. <laughs> you're in Brandon, Manitoba. You're in Flin Flon, Manitoba. Home of Bobby Clark. How would you like to join the Swift Current Broncos? And somehow, that does not mean character and heart. You come in, you, new, you learn a new language, you make the top league in the world, and you don't have character and heart after all of that? That I think we got to move... Like It's like nobody watched Borea Salming play. Yeah. Like Borea Salming, to me, is the perfect example, because Borea Salming was the Swede who was all of those things in the 70s. We've seen this for 45 years, Leo guys. Leo Komarov is probably the most tenacious... <laughs> Guy in the leaves, but but I, I don't understand where the Swede thing comes from, or the or the Russian thing, or what. Boris Salming was the first guy, the very first guy out of the gate was a bloody warrior. I think. Well, yeah, that's one guy though, and I didn't watch enough '80s hockey to know. I think what probably happened, and this is just a guess, is a lot of Swedes, not all of them, but a lot of Swedes came over to the NHL. And they're used to playing in their leagues, and they come to the NHL where you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. Well, Mike, where Mike Milbury goes into the stands yeah. and beats somebody with their own shoes. Just allowed to beat up your opponent, <laughs> step on his head, <laughs> slash him in the face, call his mom all kinds of nasty names. Like you're, you're you're just allowed to do whatever you want, and it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. And that, and here's the most concerning part: if you're a Canucks fan, let's pretend it was benign and he didn't actually mean anything by it. Okay, let's just pretend. Let's just pretend. I know, I know, 
but let's just pretend. Okay. Just to get past it. Listening. That is like a 35-year-old piece of information he is basing the Vancouver Canucks future on. <laughs> like, beyond the fact, <laughs> beyond the fact he's, you know, being xenophobic and all that shit. It's just stupid. It's That's just my a point. stupid I'm, way of thinking. I'm not worried about xenophobia as much. You know what? Be, okay, stupid is, it's just an insulting word. Simple. It's very simple. We want a player who plays like this. Like Mitch Marner, I would say plays... Like a Swede. I would say he plays European. Mm-hmm. If, they, if that's the way we're defining European, <laughs> you mean he plays, Austin Matthews? You know, you know, you mean he skates well and can deke the pants off you, but doesn't throw hits. I mean, I mean, you know what? Mitch Marner is tenacious though, and he will throw a hit every now and then, and he will go in the corner. I would say Austin Matthews plays like a bit of a European player. He went to Switzerland, and that was wrong. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Thanks, Don Cherry. Soshnikov. That so, I just learned that Nikita Soshnikov is from Saskatoon. I had no idea. Should be Saskatoon. Tough, cough, cough. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on it. It's yeah, beyond the fact that it was that it was an inappropriate thing to say, it's just more evidence that, oh, the Canucks future is not in good hands at all. I just yeah, even though even though they made some good moves uh, at the trade deadline with Burroughs, I think they did okay. But I just I just don't understand how someone leaving their country, flying halfway around around the world in their mid to late teens, learning a completely new language and still managing to make it. With all the hormones, with all the emotions, yeah. with everything that goes into being a teenager, makes it to the world, like the world's biggest stage. Sorry, man, you don't have character and heart. Yeah. Because you were born in Sweden, or Finland, or yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. It's That's just crazy. It's like we discussed in the show before. Like, a lot of people who are in positions where they get to make decisions and give their opinions, etc., etc., they grew up... Uh, in the like Soviet they were bloc? Like, they were like our age currently... Yeah, during the Cold War. <laughs> so, like, not everything's going to be exactly up to date. You know, not everything is going to be... Hold the phones there. Don't you think, though, if you watch 82 games of your hockey team, that it should be? Like, I watched I watched about 70, 70 Leafs games this year. Yeah. There's about 12, 12 I missed. I know that. And I've known that for years. Adam, I'm a fan. Don't you think the president of the United States should know not to put every right, thought fine, that pops right. into his head on Twitter? <laughs> I'm glad we didn't talk about Jim Benning. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, well, you know what? I yeah. want to ask you a question, guys. Ugh. A couple things we we got to get through towards the end of the show here Ugh. before we get to the press conference. First thing is, Ugh, do sorry. you remember that big day in your life? That pivotal moment in your life? No. There was a pivotal moment in your life. Did you know that? I want to know that. There was a moment in your life where you made a decision. You made a very, very important decision, and it led you to where you are right now. Actually, yeah. You remember that moment? I do. Uh, Jesse, do you remember that moment? No. You don't remember that I, moment? I don't know what you're referring to. Do you remember the moment that you decided to give up avocado toast and See, become a millionaire? I don't want to talk about it. No, 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 move on, move on. I the, re- had- the reason... <laughs> The reason these articles keep being written is because everyone reacts to them being like, oh my God, can you believe what they wrote about millennials? And then they keep getting written because they keep getting clicks. So stop. Move on. Done. You, you know what would be... No, the, no, 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 wait. I'm gonna, no, I'm contributing to what you're saying. Trust okay. me. You know what would be the most read article of all time? All you need is a title. You wouldn't even have to put a body. Everyone's going to click it anyway. What millennials don't understand about analytics? 
Oh. Most red in hockey? Yes. Most red article of all time. Now, what's the perfect website platform would for crash. that? What's the what's the website or outlet that's putting that out? All of them. Yeah. All of them? All, all of them. Front page of New York so, Times. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. Front page of New York Times, and then someone writes a think piece based on it, and In the it's Washington got all the Post. screenshots or yeah. it links to it, and it. Yeah. And the BuzzFeed writes a little score on it. What's oh the next god. thing you got? I, I not, listen. I know it gets on Kiss, and then it gets on this podcast. Fuck, fuck that! And then we all die unhappy. I was that's just, that's the cycle. We all die unhappy with our avocado. I toast. just listen. I want to know how you guys became millionaires no, by not no, eating avocado no, and bread. Do the next um, thing. No, I do have a hot take. A hot, fresh, organic take about this. No, avocado toast isn't even good. Boom. There, I said it. It's I, not that I, good. I, I it's two avocado. bland flavors mixed in one. Get out of here. I'm indifferent. Also, like okay, so here's the real question. <laughs> the real question is this. I, w- I did that to distract because I knew you guys would. The real question is this. Did Jesse Blake sabotage our WHL names? I've seen this. this. I have and also seen this and want to hear more. Well, I don't remember hearing the name Connor Seleski come up. Now, do you know That's how Connor not- is spelled? I need to know how Connor spelled C O H N E R. C O. I didn't. <laughs> um. What about Sakila Swan? How do you spell Sakila? Went in the sixth round, 114th overall to the Tri City Americans. Sakila. Uh, Se- no, Sequia. Sequia, excuse me, is Se- it? Sequinoa. No. Se- yes. It was also the name of a very big Toyota truck. Uh, Sequia. Sequinoa. S e q u o i a and then swan. What about also? See, this- you know what? What's okay? What's more obnoxious? That name that may or may not belong to a culture that I'm unaware of, mm-hmm. or just fucking up Connor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that I'm like the fucking up Connor. How did they spell Connor? C o h n e r. That's not how you spell See, Connor. It's, it's like it goes is, back to the Connor. jerseys. It goes back to the jerseys. You're just being difficult. You're just being difficult. I oh, would, no. out of principle. Call that child Conor. Forever. Conor. It's not, it's not Connor. I know what you're telling me to call you. It's not your name. Maybe it's not It's not Connor. how you spell Connor. There's two acceptable ways to spell Connor. C-O-N-N-O-R-C-O-N-N-E-R. Even if you dropped one N, I'd be like, okay, you're kind of being... Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that. I might give Isn't you... is Conor McGregor one we'll N? I'll give you a pass. I think he's two. Okay, I, might, yeah. I might poke you in the ribs every now and then and go, okay there, Connor. But, <laughs> but I will accept that it's Connor. <laughs> Fuck that! I just think it's I hilarious. Have, now, are we gonna have Conor on the show? Uh, I hope so. Um, I th- want Jake and Smallwood to introduce Conor. This one, this name, we won't spend long. This is the piece de resistance. Piece de resistance. Better than of all Conor. the names. Better than Conor. Better than the person who might might I might be a, a cultural thing, but it's the same name as a uh, Toyota truck. Piece de resistance drafted by the Seattle Thunderbirds. <laughs> um, Caprice, by the way, also named after a bad Chevy, and she hates it every time I see one. I'm like, ah, it's a Caprice. Chevy Caprice. And they are well, she wasn't named after it, but they are <laughs> ugly, um, ugliest in those things. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> True Crow. His first name is True. T R U E, and then Crow like Russell Crow. That's up, true. True crow. True crow. True. That's like a Canadian, like, produced television show <laughs> that wins a bunch of Gemini's and gets canceled after about four seasons. No, four. Like, if it made it to four, yeah. that would be a freaking Canadian true, classic. True, cr- true crow comes on right after Arrow. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. I think I think Arrow in the season finale has to fight True Crow. <laughs> I think it's a good name. 
It's a good name. Anyway, there's a few more. None of them are as good, but I wanted to bring those three names forward and also present that maybe Jesse sabotaged the WHL. I genuinely didn't have those names. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Guys, are you looking for a job? I would love one. Okay. Um, I would love one. My avocado toast habit is just (laughs) ruining my life, and I need another job. Since I don't eat avocado toast, I was a little bit upset because I'm like, I'm not a millionaire yet. When does that happen? It's bullshit. Um... If you would like to work in college athletics for Duke University, got a very interesting job posting. Would you like to be a Dukey? Duke University's looking for uh, an athletics facilities, game operations, and championships assistance. It's a full-time position covering a period of 11 months, and Duke prefers that applicants have four-year degrees. Makes sense. It's a university, right? Of course they want somebody who's university Duke educated. Duke prefers that applicants be in crippling debt. <laughs> The position calls, and this is, remember all of these things, right? Because there's a lot to this position. How do people afford college in the States? Oh my God, it's crazy. How the fuck do you do that? Like, I think it was, was it $48,000 a year for Vanderbilt? How? That's before, that's before anything else. That's just the tuition. Not books, not staying on campus, not eating. That's unbelievable. 48 grand. That's unbelievable. Um, the position calls for someone to manage the athletics facilities. Okay. So managing the facilities. The buildings. Yeah. You would assist in planning events, so we're talking graduation. We're talking if if you know local rapper comes through and has and has a concert with 150 people. That's hard. Um, and other operations and provide strategies that will improve the overall performance of that department. So if if you let's say you come up with a better system for managing uh, the way that game ops happen, that sounds an awful that. lot like we get to email you whenever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you have to respond to us. Immediately. For their 11... Cottage weekend? Fuck that. You're... Sorry. Well, it's 11 months. So you you are working every every day for 11 months. I'm kidding. I don't well, know that for sure. we give you a full month off. They do. <laughs> Actually, a full lifetime off after it's done. The best part about this is the lucky winner of this position win- makes exactly zero dollars. Like all the athletes. I think Duke is just being consistent. I don't see what your problem is. Zero dollars. This is not an internship. You make the same salary as a basketball player, as a football player. Does Duke have a hockey team? Hockey player? Imagine having the balls to write that. The balls. These things. In all caps, it says the position is unpaid. Hey, at least they put it in all caps. Well, Duke, I hope you're... It's legal. Legal. But it's not an interest. Listen, I'm for so you're in- volunteering? It's a goddamn job. That's a job. Wait, you're not even a student. You're a graduate. Yeah. That's what I mean. What graduate can a fuck off? Yeah. Not so everyone is Will Smith. So you've gone through four <laughs> years. That's my thing. I'm into internships. I think they're valuable and important. Yeah. But you got to have a time limit on them. Yeah. And there has to be some sort of benefit for the student as well. It's not, hey, run run me coffee for, for, for six months. You got to teach people things. You got to invest in them, and that's what we do at Kiss. I mean, it's it's really important, and they can only stay so long. And it's for course credit. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now this, I'm like, okay, so for 11 months, you're not going to be able to have another job. Yeah. Like I, I've, it should, I've done. This I've, should say rich people only. Basically, basically, or folks interested in like not eating ever. Mm-hmm. Do you like ramen noodles? That that's, that should be at the top of the application. Ket- you ever eaten a ketchup sandwich? Yeah. Oh, delicious. Ketchup sandwich, you fancy bastard. No, Only on weekends. <laughs> Not like, Heinz ketchup. Not Heinz no, ketchup. My goodness. Name brand. 
You you find a tomato in a dumpster and you punch it, and that's your ketchup. <laughs> that's what you can afford. That's what you can afford. Like I've done some thinking about what you told me from Charlemagne's book, where he's like, "Well, there's X amount of hours in a week, and I work full time, and then I also did this job." And I'm like, you know what? He worked very hard. He deserves to be where he's at, and that's all very inspirational. However, what the fuck is that? There's what you, is that? I think you got to recognize. An area where you're being you're being taken advantage of. There's internships and then there's being taken advantage of. And after a four year degree, four year degree, especially like if you're at Duke, I bet they give you preferential treatment to to obviously they would want to get their own grad. Duke's not a cheap school. Yeah, that's that is that's an unfair application for a student to apply for. But you could justify it to me, even though I still think it's bullshit. You could justify it to me as well. This student will get this. That they won't have to pay for this. We'll give them a credit or two. Um, for, to, to ask a graduate to do that, the fuck's your problem? How bunch much of crooks. revenue? Oh, I does was, Duke University generate? I, I was hoping you'd bring this in. in 2016. The university itself? The entire university. Oh God, it's got to be five million. To the guy a, who knows I'm going to say quarter of a billion. Quarter of a billion, two hundred fifty million dollars. Revenue shit. or profit? Revenue. Revenue. How much revenue? Did oh, might be higher revenue. than that. Well, in twenty sixteen, might be yeah, higher than that. Revenue. Uh, I'm going to say thirty million because I have no 30 idea. Thirty million. I have no idea what universities make. Dude, thirty uh, million. Three hundred million. Three hundred million is good. Go with that. What's your guess? I I said quarter of a billion. I'll stick to that. They in revenue. They generated two point six billion dollars. They're the in New England Patriots. That's what the Patriots... Holy shit. Also, let me throw this at you. The, the Duke athletic budget currently, you ready for this? Without paying players, is $91 million. What is a shitty salary in the States? Like, like livable but shitty. Like well, 25 be, grand? 25, 30 grand? Because I know it's about... It's about that here. You yeah. can't offer... The person doing all that shit. What's 30, even a shitty? What's thirty grand when you have ninety-one million dollars in your budget? You can't. You can't find what's, one extra sponsor for a billboard in you know, some arena somewhere that you know pay for that. How much they already spend on salary and wages overall for the entire university? No, how much? One point two billion dollars. They already spend that on staff and coaches and everybody. So they couldn't just add a couple. Grand. So they're making a billion, two billion. They and then there's facilities. Out. They got to maintain facilities. <laughs> Which would cost you maybe five hundred million. Still, you're making five hundred million profit. How does Duke spend that much on stuff? How many people work at Duke? It's a huge university. Yeah, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And also, you got to think like coaches, basketball, football. Those those are you know those are three or four million dollar positions. That's another thing. Like in the states, these big schools, like they just take up a city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was in Guelph University. Here it is in Guelph. In most states, the highest paid person is the head coach of the university. If you go to like Arkansas, if you go to Alabama. Because you can look at, because they're civil servants, right? So you get all their income. And the, usually, consistently, the highest paid person on that list why is do, a coach at a university. Why do universities pay coaches so much? Because they don't have to pay the players. Oh. Coaches are valuable. Oh. Oh, but, like, you need a really good coach because, like, you want to make it far in athletics because athletics make you a fuck ton of money. Yes. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that's just kind of interesting because, like, you don't. Pay your players. Mm -hmm. Or insure them. Be on their time there. Mm. It's good times. Um, you know, because they could have, maybe you're not good enough to make the NFL, but maybe you're good enough to play NCAA football, which is still pretty damn good. And let's say you, uh, in year two, sustain a life-altering knee injury and you're no longer able to play. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, guess you better get good at math. 
What, what if they say you don't have to go to class because you're a football player? And then all of a sudden you can't play football and you haven't been to class in two years. What, what do you do? What do you do? That's a great question. You need to ask yourself because it's your problem, punt. <laughs> like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> Literally dick. bugs money out the door. Punt. Like, <laughs> they don't give a shit. Which, consequently, you can't do anymore because your knee's messed up. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Come on. Right? Oh. Right? Full circle. No, Full no, circle. I'm doing the school just... Put, like, like picking him up by the scruff of the hair, like when Wham. they're throwing Sylvester outside after he eats Tweety again. Yeah, punt like Jazz and Fresh Prince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's so that's a thing that exists. That's what you should do when you graduate. Just throw you out of the door. Life lesson: Never, ever underestimate the gall of rich people. <laughs> yeah, really. There's never. a reason. There's a reason they're rich. It's like single certain single people. There's a reason they're single. Yeah. Now, what? I can't believe I signed this should be eight or nine million dollar free agent for three million bucks. Everyone else around me is an idiot. At the end of October, I've made a tremendous error. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've made such a mistake. Oh, fuck. I don't know if you've heard a little bit. I know we've touched a little bit on it, but the Atlanta Braves have a new ballpark this year. Oh. About 20 years after they got their old one, which was perfectly fine and functioning and uh, fun, oh, yeah. kind of a fan favorite. Yeah. And the thing is, they moved the Braves out of Atlanta to a county called Cobb County. So the Braves aren't even okay. in Atlanta. They're in one of the surrounding counties. But isn't the Atlanta surrounding area like giant it is. and growing? It is. For I mean, some it, reason, that's what everyone told me at the zoo. When I worked there, for some reason, we got a lot of people from Atlanta and they were happy to tell me how big Atlanta was getting. I don't know why. I think people from Atlanta are proud. There's lots going on there. Except for the Thrashers. Except for the Thrashers. Um, Go Jets. So the Braves the Braves have left Greater Atlanta, or I guess they're in Greater Atlanta, but they're, they've left the Metro. Yeah. Um, and not knowing geography that well about Atlanta, correct me anywhere, feel free if I'm wrong here, but Cobb County's on the outside. Sounds like the Mississauga Braves. Cobb County is its own city, its own city council. Cobb County coughed up $400 million dollars. And was forced to raise taxes uh, to pay for public parks because they were so severely indebted to this stadium. And remember, this is owned by a billionaire who doesn't need to move the team because the the original boss or the original Atlanta stadium is only about 20 years old. Now, the deal brought the stadium to Cobb County, and it's interesting because it was a really poor deal. The burden of paying law enforcement outside the stadium normally falls to the teams, right? Normally, teams have to pay. If you want crowd control at your event, you either pay the police department or don't have it. Well, it's, well, it's like uh, construction sites. Don't Absolutely. They, they pay the police department? Off-duty work, right? Yeah. Okay. So they still need the, the, the police officers there. Yeah. The thing is, the Braves somehow worked it out that they don't have to pay it. It actually falls to the county to the tune of $900,000 a year. Cool. Now, yeah, cool. that doesn't seem like much, but it's a 30-year contract that they've entered into. So this, they don't actually inc- include... Uh, this the, is the old arena? This is the or new so one. the old building? This is the, the new, new building one? that this they don't the have one. to pay for any law enforcement now. So it works out over the next three decades. That includes all, all wages. Remember that it's overtime hours, so it's time and a half. Uh, the entire life of this, this baseball 
uh, this baseball stadium, Mm -hmm. they will have that will come out of the taxpayer dollars, whether people show up to the games or not. And by the way, they're not because the Braves aren't very good again this year. Uh, But if your kid's sick, fuck them. The estimated cost per game (laughs) is eleven thousand dollars to the county. Postseason games and concerts like Billy Joel last month, Metallica in July, are extra and they cost the same. It's like a surgery per, per event. Isn't that insane? Now, I, I know that's not a... 900 grand is not a make-or-break sum for no. a team. However, isn't that just gross? Like, are you kidding me? Now, it had to do a lot with the former administration of Cobb County. Apparently, they were very secretive about what this deal included. But isn't it sad? Like, if you live there and you're perfectly happy in Cobb County and you're not a baseball fan, hmm. all of a sudden, your taxes go up just because some guy... Some billionaire guy was like, yeah, I don't don't really feel like it. I know you guys want me, so I don't really feel like it. Does that bug you? Yeah, it does. Now what? Don't move to Cobb County. Which, by the way, they're going to build housing all around. Just move to another town where some other rich fuck does it. (laughs) Then what? Then what? Like, that is what I want to leave people with. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's the Braves doing it. Okay, someone did something to you. Now what? I just think I just think if you make a decision like the one in Atlanta, you should have to go door to door and tell people fuck you. <laughs> you get what you asked for, but you do have to go and tell people fuck you to their face. Yeah. And it's sus- clocked a couple times and it is illegal to punch someone. But in this case, there should be a moratorium. Yeah. But just think about it. You're 20 years old. You've lived in Cobb County your whole life. You buy a, you buy a house. And, and in Atlanta, you can actually... Houses are still affordable somewhat. So Cute great. story. Make a movie about it and go fuck yourself. So, no, but 20 years... <laughs> like, you're 20 years old. You're going to raise your family and your kids there. You live there your whole life. Your whole family's there. Uh, your your wife or, or uh, husband's family's you, all there. Fuck your wife. Fuck your husband. For fuck your kids. 30 years. They don't care. Next 30 years, you're paying for that. Good. They don't care. Have more kids. More taxpayers. Fuck you. Wow. Fuck you, go Braves. That, that's the new Here's a Scarf, go Nets. Fuck you, go Braves. Uh, uh. You, got a little, you got a little sad there. It's got a little, like, got it. Well, no, because all these stories seem to be like, they did a terrible thing. And nothing was the done. The end. <laughs> yeah. Every story, every real life story is the Grimm Brothers. There's no, oh, and then the fairy godmother came. It's no, the the real-life Rumpelstiltskin where he tells, uh, or the, the original Rumpelstiltskin where he tears himself apart. There's no happy ending. It's just, fuck you, story's done. What, it's like, uh, what was and it? And now you pay this. In Family Guy where they had, like, the German fairy tale. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, it might be like a German fairy, fairy tale. Hans wouldn't stop sucking his thumbs, and his mother said he would lose his thumbs if he didn't stop sucking them. And he didn't, so she cut them off. The end. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. That's, yeah, but now take Family Guy, and that's real now. <laughs> that's just what happens now. So I guess, I don't know. I feel bad. People listen to this show for an escape, but my question it is It is just, a bit silly that this is happening. Yeah. Jesse's like, we were having fun. No, <laughs> no, the reason I'm I bring sorry. this up... No, the reason I bring this I up is I just get so mad because, like, I... I'll tell you I the go, reason I bring it up. I like stories, Jesse. I like story progression. And I'm like, and where does the story go? And every time it's just, oh, and the people getting fucked continue to be that way. There's a reason I bring this up. Like... There's a reason I bring this up. Oh, okay. We are all intense sports fans. Yes. All of us. My suggestion to you, in every instance possible is to fight 
this sort of thing happening where you are. How do you? What do you do? You can fight it. What do you? How things have been defeated. I mean, Detroit's a recent example of how it wasn't. But I, I, I would, I would suggest strongly that you take yeah. heed of these stories so this doesn't keep happening. That's why. I, that's why I bring it up. I would. I think I would rather people look at it the way you're looking at it. I just. I don't know. I'm having. An, I'm tired. I've been up. Well, let's for do the a press while. conference and have some damn fun. Let's do then. it. Brr, brr. The presser. Hate it. I'm glad you brought it up, but I hate it. Sometimes I got to bring up stuff you guys don't like. Got to bring it up. Love you. Which brings us to a question about the Sens. No, I'm kidding. If you're a GM of the Vegas Golden Knights and you have to pick a player to build your team around, based on their play in the playoffs this year, who do you pick? Tanner Glass. <laughs> um, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, like, is it a pickable player? Yeah, no, anybody. Anybody. Everyone. Keeps telling me that the Ducks are going to lose Jacob Silverberg. No way. I don't know, man. That would be the guy because that's even a that's a thing that could happen. This is the problem that I think Vegas might run into: is you look at all the players that are available to them now, and you go, Vegas could draft a pretty good team. But so many of the players who are currently available, who Vegas would be like yummy, and take, um, I think they're going to get dealt around. As if, like, Las Vegas is not going to get one of Flurry or Murray. They're not. Now, there are some teams that are a little boned. If you're the Caps, not a lot you can do to keep Philip Grubauer. If you're the Rangers, not a lot you can do to keep Antti Ranta. If you're the Avalanche, Calvin Pickard, you know, he might be going. Um... I don't know. So my answer is Silverberg, but my answer is also I I gotta think the Ducks will figure something out with him, trade him for whatever, and then it's another team's job to protect him. Cool. You know what's going to be awkward? Like not just the list of you know you find out you were left unprotected, it's like an awkward conversation you may or may not have to have with Matt Martin. What if a team makes a trade like that? I don't know, the Sharks acquired Jacob Silverberg and they protect him. And as a result, someone from the Sharks this past year goes, ah, 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 and they're left exposed and then Vegas takes it. It'll happen. It'll happen once. Who's it going to be? And by the way, if you have hurt feelings, like if you're a player and you have hurt feelings about this, welcome to the business, man. I know. I know. Like, I don't know. When players say it's a business, it's just one of those things you say instead of fuck. (laughs) <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Jesse, does no. the amount of dogs Mrs. Dangle retweets worry you at all, Steve? No. You sure? It's been ramped up lately. Well, okay. Yesterday she posted a picture with three dogs, and that is the view from our backyard every single day. We don't need another dog. We have three on weekends, sometimes four. We have had, I think, the record for dogs at our house is six. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And every time my dog goes to Steve's house, it, it defecates on his carpet, which is good. That is true. She's, she's le- three for four. She's learning how <laughs> to not do that. Like she, we, we noticed that a little bit with uh, with carpet with her. She wasn't used to... We didn't have any carpet at, at my old place. Oh, is that uh, what it is? Yeah, so she learns. she's now learned that carpet is not to be gone on. Are, we, she, are did you, it, she did it at another person's place. She hasn't done it at our house. Did she pee on any of your stuff? Nope. She's good. She stayed with Uncle Jesse this I weekend. I wonder if it's a dog thing. Oh, Iggy, do you own this? Psst, bitch. Like... Mm, maybe. Is she punking Iggy? 
She might be. I also don't have carpet, so maybe. Yeah, it might be. Might be that. Well, I mean, she's physically punked Iggy a bunch of times. Yeah. Who's just doody doody do, and then she goes straight, and he's just like. Because he doesn't know how to handle it. Okay. I've seen Iggy stick up for himself a grand total of one time, and I was so proud. I was just like... Had a boy. Yeah, the other dog owner was just like, hey, you got their dog in trouble, and I was just like, Iggy, bad. And I'm like, good boy, good boy. Keep doing it. That was awesome. Jesse. Yeah, do, do that again. Uh, final question. Dog's an asshole. upvoted question of the week, of the day, I should say. If what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas... Will every Vegas player have a no trade clause? <laughs> that is fantastic. Who wrote that? Um, childish Ging, you know. Different from Gambino. He did Ging, you know. I don't know. Ging. I don't know what's Ging. G I N G I. Ginge. Like ginger? Childish Gingino? Maybe. Gingino. That's better. That's good. I like that. Clever. I liked how we discussed that like a bunch of uncles at a barbecue. Would you like to... You know what I think it means. I would like to end on a fun note. A fun note. With a cat's meow. And I want you to know that this is real. Okay? This is a real thing. Have a listen. What? Whoa. This is Jack. Whoa. <laughs> That's fake. Whoa. His voice is a little deeper than most cats. That's fake. It's not Shut fake. Up. We're gonna f- in two weeks. We're gonna find out this was all a Chipotle ad. <laughs> yeah, and it was a secret marketing campaign to sell more Chipotle. Jimmy Kimmel comes out from behind the cat and goes, "Guess what?" Say hi. <laughs> you say hi. Whoa. That's, so That's not a cat. It was now. I initially, I initially thought this was fake too. But apparently, now this is not a very good publication to base it on, but there are newspapers like the Daily Mail that are running with it that this is this is actually a vocal cord condition that this cat has, and that this is a real thing. Viral cat video is fake. That. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that Whoa. sick? Imagine your cat sounded like that. Whoa. <laughs> might make having a cat be okay. What well, might. Might. I doubt uh, it, though. You know, you should get two dogs. I think you need four. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that you, you you talk about the three dogs in the backyard, Steve. I think a fourth would really even it out. Cool. Well, that's why on weekends, uh, their daughter or, or dogs. whatever brings over Stan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's sometimes there are four dogs in our neighbor's house, and they come over to our backyard. So there are five dogs in question. our backyard: <laughs> Iggy, Boston, Kramer, Stan, and Mo. Good names. Yeah. Good dog names. What's more likely, Steve moves to Toronto or Steve gets a second dog? Steve, oh, Steve gets a second, second dog. dog. Yeah? Yeah. No, what do you okay. think? Do you think differently? No, no, it's toss, toss up. It's like 50-50, I think. Yeah, and by the way, Jesse, I think we, we, we had a, a moment. We sort of bypassed it today. But, okay. um, but I think it's important that we highlight it between the two of us while okay. Steve's on his phone. Steve, Steve did say on his way into breakfast television this morning to himself, how much debt do I want to be in? So me, he's thinking about it. To me, that constitutes a crack in the wall, does it yeah, not? Yeah, it does. No, it it just, does. There's a chink in the armor. No, every every few months, I just go, I am I need to move. This is killing me slowly. And then we don't. <laughs> and then I calm down, and a few months goes by until my next breakdown. And eventually, it's going to happen. No, I think I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> you just die on the road. I'll just die. <laughs> Amazing. 
Well, uh, that's it for the show today. That um, was an uplifting note. Uplifting Well, follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Download the rest of the show at sportsnet.ca.